and welcome to American Structure Point's Making Our Point podcast, a show where we discuss important topics that result in building and bettering communities nationwide. American Structure Point is a leading architecture and engineering firm based in Indianapolis, Indiana, with additional design centers throughout the country. Our mission is to improve the quality of life for our people and our communities. Now let's dive in to hear from our experts. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Making Our Point. I'm Steve Davidson, Executive Vice President and Partner at American Structure Point. We're continuing our series focusing on some of the different types of engineering. Our goal is to help educate people who are considering a career in engineering to understand the different types of career paths available to them and arm you with the information needed to pursue the career that's right for you. I recognize it can be tough as a young adult when you want to pursue an engineering career but aren't sure what field to focus on. We hope to make that easier for you. Today, we'll be learning about civil engineering. We'll cover topics such as what type of projects a civil engineer works on, what types of educational background is needed to pursue that career, and a typical day in the life of a civil engineer, among other things. Joining me is Sean Goodwin, American Structure Point's Vice President overseeing our Ohio civil engineering practice. Sean, thank you so much for joining me today. Happy to be here, Steve. Thank you. So let's start with the basics, Sean. In layman's terms, what is a civil site engineer? Uh, That's a really good question, Steve. I get this question quite a bit. And it's really, it's a a blend of a lot of different specialties. To simplify it, we do everything on a project, on the land, up to the building, and work uh, with our partners, like our developers, contractors, and architects to to bring the project to life. So um, usually we'll get involved really early on in the project. Uh, We call that due diligence. Our clients will call us when they have a set property that they're looking at and trying to figure out what the property can can do. What can they do with the project? Can they build what they want? What types of offsite improvements are there? Do they have any existing conditions that could be problematic like wetlands or streams or is the terrain too much that we're going to need walls? So we'll get involved really early evaluating property with our clients. And to be honest, a lot of the properties we look at never even come to light. They just have too many issues for what they're trying to do. So early on, working with our clients, once we've identified a property that works and it works for what they're trying to do, we usually will assist uh, our clients with the entitlement process, which is any kind of zonings or annexations, um, anything that might be necessary to entitle the property for what they're trying to do. And once we finally get through all of that, we can start working on engineering, uh, construction documents, permitting, anything necessary to support what they're trying to do um, with the property. And then we always follow through with construction as well. So. We touch a lot of things, um, involved super early, involved throughout the project, and we can kind of jump in at any of those points, but generally we're, we're in early and, and working with the client to figure out what property is best. So Sean, you know, you've, you've obviously been doing this for quite some time. So, you know, as a civil engineer, what type of work do you do yourself? Well, myself, I don't do a lot of engineering anymore. Um, I, I manage our, our growing Ohio team. Um, I, I, kind of function more on the business side and business development, uh, making sure we have happy clients, find new clients. Um, but what I do help with a lot is planning on sites and figuring out what kind of the best value of a site might be, early due diligence like I talked about earlier, and just ensuring that all of our projects are going through their process without any hangups. 
So if we've got any handing ups through zoning or there's a, a unique uh, problem we need to solve, I'll jump in. So I'm really there in support of our whole team and uh, just to help them along and just make sure that our, our team's doing what we're supposed to be doing for our clients. Well, it sounds like, you know, as the projects um, and the things that you get involved with, as you describe those, it really involves and touches a lot of the expertise that are in-house here at American Structure Point. You know, can you elaborate a little bit more about how that those interactions work? Yeah, absolutely. So that's that's one benefit that we have at American Structure Point, that we have all these other in-house experts and disciplines that, you know, not every company has. So on a specific project, we might tap into our survey team um, as it's being built, our utility infrastructure team for any sort of, you know, large utility improvement that might be outside of our expertise. We use our roadway team a lot on offsite roadway widenings um, associated with our bridge team and our traffic group just to figure out um, how to accommodate any offsite or major roadway improvement that isn't something that our civil group will typically do. And then we also work with um, our construction solutions team um, during uh, construction if they're engaged on the project, our environmental sciences group for any sort of stream identification, wetland stream permitting, and we even work with our communications group to kind of help sell uh, a project if we need to at a kind of at a community level. That's great. I think that's one of the unique opportunities, and you already stressed upon it, that it's, you know, as a civil engineer, you get involved in a lot of different aspects of, of projects, and you get to touch on all those on all those different fields, which, which yes, are in, in, encompassed within civil engineering, but you kind of get to, you get the best of all worlds. You get to touch, touch a little bit of everything, which I think certainly is very exciting. So, Sean, why don't you go and talk a little bit about some of the specific projects you work on? Because I think that's really exciting for people, young people to hear, you know, how you're impacting the communities in which they live in. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'll highlight a couple. The first one's Rickenbacker Exchange at Commercial Point. So it's a 1,250-acre industrial park south on the south side of Columbus, Ohio. We initially started working on this property probably about 10 years ago with the original owners, the Lehman family. Uh, the four sisters uh, with the Lehman family had um, inherited the, f- the family farm of 1,250 acres when their father passed away, and they had no interest in farming it. They wanted to sell it and bring it to a higher use. So this was the due diligence I was talking about earlier. We came in early, tried to figure out how we would get utilities to the site. Uh, we did an ULTA survey to figure out what sort of easements and limitations might be present uh, upon laying out the site, and started working with the Village of Commercial Points, the county, ODOT, even the city of Columbus, just to figure out how this property was going to be serviced upon development. So, you know, fast forward a few years, um, they ended up selling to uh, a single developer the entire property, 1,250 acres, and they had the vision of turning it into a an industrial park. So we started out early on with a conceptual planning, came up with a few concepts, and they ended up selecting one of them that we ended up moving forward with. Then kind of like I was talking about earlier, we had to run through the annexation to bring it into the village commercial point to ensure that it was serviced by utilities and the proper zoning. We had to run through a traffic study to figure out what kind of impacts we were going to have offsite. And all of these are with our, our in-house disciplines we were just talking about. And uh, once we finally got through that, uh, we were able to begin the project. And uh, all in, the project has about 12 million square feet of industrial um, buildings. It's got about four and a half miles of public roadway and infrastructure. So where the civil site team was engaged on this is we were the program manager for the whole thing. We brought in um, the necessary disciplines to service any specific design that we couldn't do. 
And uh, we also did the design for you know, every single one of the parcels that we created um, with a number of developers that came in that we also kind of helped introduce to the project. So really cool project, still ongoing. The, uh, the first 2 million square feet are in. The third 1 million square foot building is, uh, I believe, going under roof right now. So it, it continues to go, um, and it's actually growing. So it's, it's gaining anchorage, and it looks to be a really cool signature project. And I think the other one I'd want to highlight is kind of a little different. It's uh, called Olton Place. It's in Hilliard, Ohio, so it's the west side of Columbus. And uh, this one's unique in that we were doing something atypical for development. We were doing a a conservation mixed-use development in the Big Darby watershed, which is a highly protected watershed um, in Ohio. So they've got a lot of rules and requirements for open space and groundwater recharge, um, coupled with... uh, a sanitary sewer tap limitation on how many units we could get in there. Uh, we kind of had our hands full of trying to figure out what the best use was for the for the project. So working with our our visionary client on this one, we've been working on this for about five years. It's still ongoing, but it's uh, it's got single family tied to it. It's got a commercial like mixed use center, multi family. We've got a lot of trails, um, uh, kind of large open spaces that we've created, and for the civil site team, we've pretty much done everything on the project, all the sewer design, uh, the grading, the street design, water. Um, but then we did bring in our partners to help with, uh, we had a force main of, uh, I think, about 6,000 feet with a lift station that we needed to get sewer. Uh, we also had some off-site road widening, so our road team helped with that. So a really cool project. We're through Section 1. It's uh, being built. Homes are being built right now. And uh, we're actively finalizing Section 2, which is more the commercial core for the project. Now, those are exciting projects that are really impactful to those to those communities, and obviously some of those are, are larger projects that take a longer uh, longer time to develop, and you know are, you, we're we're engaged with them for a longer period of time. Sean, what's what's the average duration of a of a project? You sound like one of my clients. It's um, <laughs> a good question. It depends on the type of project. Uh, those two that I mentioned. Because every every project has to be done. You know, they all want them tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. So they're, they're all due tomorrow, but. Um, Depending on the size, so there's two I just mentioned, um, Rickenbacker Exchange and, and Alton Place. Those are different. Those were huge properties, um, lots of uh, kind of moving parts with the, the zoning and entitlement for that. So those, the zoning took a couple years, and then we're working through construction documentation. But if you're just looking at your, your typical, say, single building or residential development, you could expect anywhere from 6 to 12 months depending on what you need to do for the property. I mean, that, and that's, that's great because I think, you know, from a, from a younger audience perspective, um, in that project duration timeline, you can really touch a lot of different things in a, in a shorter period of time. You're not, you're not going to just going to work on one project for the next four or five years. You could be working on five or six projects in, in one year or even, even more than that if they're, if they're shorter duration. So I think that's, that's important to note. So, Sean, what is a what would a typical day look like for for you know uh, civil engineer? Um, that's a good question too. It's uh, every day is very different. So you just mentioned working on a number of projects at once, which um, is exactly what we do. Um, I'm glad we do that. I I'm not built to work on the same project for years at a time. I like uh, an influx of new stuff. So every day is a little different. You have um, every property is a little different. Uh, it's kind of its own invention with every property. There are different shapes. They have different terrain. They have different 
unique qualities that you need to figure out. So every day is a little different. You could be working on a concept plan for a new client. You could be doing a stormwater study um, to figure out where the best place to put stormwater would be. Um, or you could be, you know, running through the entitlement process and sitting in a public meeting, giving a presentation to the planning commission or the city council. Um, and then back to design. I mean, you could always be working on design, working on construction documents and permitting. So you really could be all over the place. You could be working on, you know, large transformational projects like Alton Place or Rickenbacker Exchange. Or we do a lot of urban infill downtown um, for affordable housing, mixed use. So you really can work on a lot of different types of projects and, and every project is a little different. We're actually getting ready to start a new transformational project right now with the city of Xenia to redevelop eight blocks of their downtown that was destroyed in the 1970s by a tornado. They redeveloped it after that, but it was a retail strip center, which has seen its best life in the, in the rear view. So um, cool projects like that um, are projects we like to do, those complex projects that have uh, a lot of hair on them and uh, just kind of really fun to work on. So, Sean, can you tell me a little bit more about your background, you know, your degree, what other certifications you might have to really prepare you for your career now at American Structure Point? Yeah, so I, uh, I went to High Northern and uh, I got a degree in civil engineering. So I actually went there initially to primarily play soccer and get an engineering degree. I did not play soccer, but I did get a degree, which was good. So that took me four years. Um, when I graduated in 2003, I took my uh, Fundamentals of Engineering test, it's called the FE, and passed it, fortunately, uh, barely, <laughs> and received my engineering um, intern or EI designation. So um, two of the steps that are required to, to get to your PE. So after I graduated, I moved to Columbus, um, trying to pursue a, a job in engineering. Wasn't quite sure what I was gonna do, but I wanted to do engineering in Columbus. And uh, worked on engineer for four years and sat down and took my PE in 2007, uh, which I passed the first time, which is, is great. So um, now that I've got my PE, I'm responsible to keep everything up to date. And we post every two years, uh, 30 hours of continuing education. I think that's really important to note that, you know, that continuing education and that continued learning um, from a civil engineering perspective of getting your, your, you know, taking the fundamentals of engineering exam and also your PE exam, that those are really important steps to growing and, and developing your career over time. And so I think that's, that's something that young people definitely want to know and, and, and understand. And that's, that's ultimately, you know, important to, you know, um, increased responsibility and really compensation. So that, that leads me to my really next question. Um, you know, I'm sure people are wondering what salary, what do salaries look like for civil and site engineers? And, you know, what can you expect from, from a career progression perspective? Yeah. Um, good question. So, um, typically we're seeing right now, it's anywhere between 60 to $70,000, um, as kind of a starting salary. Now we offer, you know, over time. So that can be more depending on how much you're willing to work. Um, and, uh, that, that increases as you take on more responsibility, obviously. And, and as you pass your professional engineering, um, test, um, it just kind of goes up from there. So that's kind of a good starting point, but the, depending on where you want to go with your career and if you get into more of a management position, um, that, that salary can change. So Sean, you have nearly 20 years of experience and have been extremely successful in growing, um, a team of highly 
um, skilled individuals in in Columbus. You know, what did your early career path look like? And, you know, what would other, um, you know, new professionals expect when starting out? Yeah, so um, I'm, I'm still not 100% sure how I got to civil engineering. I actually initially was going to go into um, aeronautical engineering. I wanted to be a pilot for the Navy. That um, was quickly shot down. A terrible reference there, but quickly shot down because I have terrible eyes and uh, I couldn't even pass the eye test. So since I couldn't fly fighter jets, I, I wasn't going to go into the Navy. So I uh, then looked at doing architecture, which was uh, kind of my second love. And uh, I wanted to do large home custom architecture. And I still remember my drafting teacher in high school talking me out of that. So he recommended I go into civil engineering. So that's kind of how I got into it. Um, I, I lucked into my first job. I just wanted to move to Columbus. And I got placed into a civil site engineering group that got to work with a lot of real estate developers. And it ended up kind of being the perfect fit. I got to use a little bit of the right side of my brain. Um, on the architectural side, just to, you know, do my engineering job, which is great. So I could be creative while also solving problems, which is just like a perfect fit for me. So, um, and I was also really fortunate to start managing my own team at uh, my previous employer and then got a really good opportunity about 11 years ago to start a, a new site civil group in Columbus with American Structure Point. So this is a, it's a perfect fit being able to kind of work with um, visionary clients and developers to do kind of you know, projects that are, uh, can change the community and, uh, just being involved in that's uh, really rewarding. I think that's important to note that, you know, you didn't necessarily know exactly that you want, you know, what you were going to do within your civil engineering career. So as you, as you talk to, and you're, we're reaching out to, you know, young, you know, students who may are just considering that, that, uh, career in civil engineering or, or going to school for civil engineering, do you have any key takeaways that would, that would help them define the right path. Yeah, I think so. I mean, if, if you have a, I mean, if you like architecture and engineering or you're good at math, I mean, civil engineering could be a really good fit for you. Um, and the coolest thing I think about doing civil side is you get to see a project from beginning to end. Most of my friends in college were mechanical engineers. They probably design a, you know, a bolt or a, a gear for a larger thing. Um, as a civil engineer, you get to design the whole thing. You touch in the whole thing. You can, you can develop it at the initial concept all the way through construction, which is really cool. That's very rewarding. So if you like to build things, that'd be a good fit. Um, if you like Legos, that's a really good fit. That's all I did when I was a kid. I was 24-7 playing with Legos. Mostly building buildings was the thing I would do. Um, and sometime a little land development, mostly buildings. So if you enjoy tinkering, you enjoy Legos, you have a passion for design, and uh, math is a strong suit, I think civil engineering is a really good fit. No, I, I think you're, you're absolutely correct. I mean, that was very similar to, to how I decided to do civil engineering. I like building things. The, the Lego analogy is, is a phenomenal one. And it really is. It's the ability to really see in your community what your final product is. I mean, you can walk along, you know, a, a road. You can see the building that's going up. You, you, can, you can touch it, feel it. It's, it's right there. Whereas from a, you know, I hate to say it, from an electrical engineering perspective or mechanical it, it, it's, it's, I, I don't, I don't see it as you can't wrap your hands around it quite the same way. And, and it's not as visual and, and, and as big in the community perspective as, as civil engineering can be. So Sean, what, what types of colleges and universities or even high schools 
should students look at if they want to get into civil engineering? Yeah, so most, most schools now, um, they offer STEM, which is uh, science, technology, engineering, and math programs. Um, I'm old enough that it didn't exist when I was in school. But if they've got a STEM program, that'd be really important. Um, anything math-related, um, really good to get into. AP classes, if those are offered. Um, I was also too old to be offered those. But uh, something that would definitely help you in college. And I, and I think the most important is when you do pick a college that it is an accredited university. Um, that's one of the steps in getting to your professional engineering license. So going to an accredited university is very important. And then equally as important is understanding what type of co-op or internship program that they have. Uh, getting that on the job experience is, I mean, hands down is the best thing you can do while you're in college. It also helps you get employed. I, when we look at resumes, that's the first thing I look at. And if you don't have any experience, I usually just put it in the no pile. So um, understanding uh, what kind of internship co-op opportunities exist, making sure that it is a um, accredited university, I would say the most important things. No, I think that that's an excellent point, um, the co-op and intern opportunities. So when students graduate with a with a degree in civil engineering, wh- where, where are their work options? Where do they usually go to find that first job? Well, hopefully they come to work at American Structure Point, Steve. But there are other options. I mean, you could go work for the government. Um, you could go work for a contractor. You could go work for a developer. Um, but I think it's always a really good um, first option to get into design or maybe even get in the field and go witness some construction and just understand how things are designed and how things are built. And once you understand that, then you've got a lot of um, other options available to you. So, Sean, you work out of our Columbus, Ohio office, and we've been ranked as the number eight Central Ohio engineering firm by Columbus Business First. And we were the prime consultant of the year for the Ohio Department of Transportation in 2020. We've also been named one of the best places to work in Ohio year after year. What makes American Structure Point's Site Civil Group so unique? Well, we're really team-oriented. Um, we have a lot of fun together. We're, we're friends, which is kind of a good way to start. And uh, we've got really cool um, success, um, really cool community-changing projects that um, everybody likes to work on. So that, with uh, just a, a really good culture, helps us deliver very successful projects. And some of those projects that I discussed earlier, like Alton Place or Rickenbacker Exchange or some of those really cool urban infill projects or affordable housing. So just having a, a varying project types and different opportunities within the group really kind of helps us to continue to grow. And the best is we have a positive impact on all the communities that we work in. You know, so Sean, you've done a great a great job talking about civil engineering, and you know, obviously at American Structure Point, we offer a variety of engineering and, and architectural um, opportunities, and we do a lot of that. We do you know really full service. So, how do you make site civil engineering distinct from our other engineering disciplines, so you can bring in all those great candidates and and beat out your competition internally? Civil site is uh, distinct because we need to know a little bit about everything. We don't specialize in one thing. We uh, need to know a little bit about every single aspect of a project in order to give our client proper direction. Um, It could be something specific to maybe a title issue on the survey or understanding an offsite improvement is needed. We need to have enough experience to be able to figure out when to bring in the experts um, on a specific 
issue that we're dealing with, and also to give our client enough direction. So I guess the answer is simply, we need to know a little bit about everything in order to make decisions to move the project forward and bring in the right people. So the coolest thing about doing uh, civil site is that every single property is different. There are different shapes, there's different elevations to it, and um, there's always something unique that we need to figure out. So being well-rounded in every discipline allows us to um, quickly figure out what we need to do on a specific property. I couldn't, couldn't have said it better myself. Great. I think that's, that's fantastic. So a lot of people who are gradu- graduating now or looking to graduate in the near future always want to know what the job market looks like for civil engineers. And, you know, so from your, from your perspective, what does it look like? It's really hot, very hot. Um, we've been running a hot streak since probably about 2010 or 12. And especially um, in Ohio, Columbus specifically, there's a tremendous amount of growth. Um, Columbus is growing quickly. They just announced the Intel project just northeast of Columbus. There's a number of large battery plants that are coming in as well. So with that comes an influx of new people, um, new contractors, new developers. And we're really just trying to keep up with the demand that um, we're seeing in Columbus. So very, very good um, opportunity right now to get into the civil engineering field in Indiana and in Ohio. And um, we have um, career opportunities posted on our website at structurepoint.com, which you can check out. And uh, we always offer a really robust internship and, and co-op program too. We like to bring in students and generally we would like to hire them as well. So you could find your way into uh, many of the different uh, groups in our company uh, through our co-op program too. That's really important to note with internships and co-ops. It really gives students an opportunity to test drive not only employers, but the different aspects of engineering that they may want to they want to try. So I think that's 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 great. Before you make a you know a final let's say final career choice, you can you can see what you really like like to do. So I think that that's great for anybody who's interested to to check those out. So Sean, if people have more questions um, or want more details about some of what was discussed today, what's what's the best avenue for them to reach out? Yeah, you can always go on um, our website at structurepoint.com, and you can also email marketing at structurepoint.com for any information that you're looking for, um, and they'll put you in touch with the right person at the company. Sean, thanks so much for joining me today and sharing some insight on what civil engineering is and, and, and the, really the types of projects and work that, that's done every day. Absolutely, Steve. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you to everyone who listened today. We'll continue our series by learning about other disciplines of civil engineering on our next episode. American Structure Point has been included on the best places to work in Indiana and Ohio lists consistently, and we always rank in the top 200 of national design firms, according to Engineering News Record. If you are interested in being a civil engineer or more information period about American Structure Point, there are many ways to connect with us, including following us on social media. I encourage you to visit StructurePoint.com to learn more about our company and our people. And you can see available internships, co-ops, and other job opportunities across the range of careers at American Structure Point. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Making Our Point. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others and post about it on social media. To catch all the latest episodes, visit www.structurepoint.com or follow American Structure Point on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.